Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. What are we talking about today? Yelling when it's right, when it's wrong. Uh, and really, we dissect into just kind of how to yell or approach kids or raise your voice and everything that goes along with it. It's a really good discussion. It's one of those topics you don't think about. But when you get into it, uh, we really went a lot of different directions with it. I think it's one you're really going to enjoy. So enjoy this episode. And as always, this one's brought to you by When Hockey Stops. Check out whenhockeystops.com. The book is coming very soon. When you're listening to this, they should be shipping as soon as next week. If you support us, you support the content, you support the show, make sure to check it out and pre-order your copy today, whenhockeystops.com. Again, children's book we wrote, Christy and I. Uh, it's about 75 pages long. Uh, if you're 8 to uh, 12 years old, it's for you, and it's about dealing with adversity. So we appreciate the support. Also, if you love this show, if you like this show, subscribe to it, like it, comment on it. Uh, make sure you give us a good review wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really, really does help us out if you find value um, and tell your friends about it as well. That enough selling? Did I sell it enough, guys? I did. All right. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias. That's Christy Casciano Burns, and that's also Mike Benelli. If you're watching us, if you're listening to us, that's Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli on there with me. Uh, and today, our topic is all about yelling. Uh, some of you can tell, I, I came on the call this morning and Christy goes, Lee, what's wrong with your voice? And I said, <laughs> is there something wrong with my voice? She goes, yeah, it's kind of crackly and deep. And uh, we investigated together and came to the conclusion. This is some, sometimes, sometimes how topics come up here. She goes, were you yelling on the bench this weekend? And I said, <laughs> you know what? I had to raise my voice on the bench this weekend because we were in an arena where they're just blasting music and I couldn't talk. Uh, to the kids. I had to actually really like, I don't want to say I yelled at them, but I really elevated my voice. And uh, yeah, Monday morning, you know, a little cold water here. I, I think, I think that's what's <laughs> happening, but it brought up the topic, Mike Christie yelling in hockey. 
is it right? Is it wrong? What's the difference between yelling and raising your voice, how it works, so forth and so on. And uh, I thought that was a pretty good topic idea because, you know, from everything from coaches to parents, I can hear the parents yelling at their kids. Such a great tactic says skate with the puck and shoot, you know, real coaching there. Um, I'm just kidding. Parents, if if that's you, I'm teasing. I know, I know in the heat of the moment, we all say things uh, like that, especially at NHL games, but I wanted to to have this conversation about uh, from a coaching standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, is it right or wrong to yell at the kids? Christy, let's start with you since since you, 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 you understood my vocal cords this morning. I want to start with you. Um, (laughs) And I'm glad you clarify. There is a difference between raising your voice and yelling. If your kids play sports long enough, sooner or later, they're going to run across a coach who loves to yell and scream at them. I've never found it to be helpful. And I've always tried to help my kids work through it. Um, what we've seen when the coaches do that, and there've only been a handful, um, it tends to intimidate the kids. Uh, at times they may humiliate them. Not good tactics. I never see those tactics work. So if you've got a coach like that, how do you help your kids deal, deal with it and work through it? I've always told them, don't take it personally. This coach is trying to push you to make you better. So instead of giving into your feelings of, oh my gosh, I can't do anything right. I'm a horrible player. Listen to the critiques. What is he or she critiquing you about? Is it your skating? Is it your stick handling? And listen to them. Maybe you can work on that. Pull the coach aside at one point and just ask, hey, coach, you know, I'm trying really hard. What, what am I not doing right that you're yelling at me all the time? And chances are the coach will let their, you know, defenses down and say, oh, yeah. you know, I didn't if, realize I would make you feel that way. <laughs> a good, good coach, coach is going to have that yeah. heart to heart with the kid and say, hey, it was nothing personal. It's just my style. Um, and it's really good for kids to get used to that now because down the road, they may come across a boss one day in their life who's also a yeller and a screamer. So if they get used to knowing how to deal with it, don't internalize it, but take it as not personally, but maybe I can improve and work through it. And coaches, if you're listening, just take a moment and think about what you're doing and how you're impacting the kids. Are you, are your tactics really effective? Maybe not. Maybe you ought to, you know, tone it down a few. What do you think, Mike? I'm a, uh, so I'm a yeller, definitely. Um, but I'm, I'm more, so I'm a yeller just by nature, just especially when you're on the rink. You know, I do a lot of ice hockey. I do a lot of lacrosse. I do a lot of, you know, sports where children are spread out right. across the ice in the field. So I tend to pro- project my voice often. And then I would say I'm a, I'm a situational screamer and, and meaning, I like that. I'm going to make that a t-shirt for you. Meaning a situational screamer. So sometimes I'll have to lose my mind a little bit, you know, just to, just to kind of get the attention of the kids and, you know, intimidate them. Right. Let's just clarify here. Yeah, no, I'm probably intimidating them a little bit. No, I I probably am intimidating them a little bit. I mean, I I think it's all depends on the age. I'm not doing that. So, so I'm yelling, I'm yelling vocally, like with the eight U's and, and the little rookie league kids. Right. And I'm probably screaming every once in a while at the 14 use. And it's more like, you know, not get your head out of your ass type of stuff. Excuse me, but more, <laughs> more like just attention getting. Yeah. And 
And, you know, and then again, but I don't think it's, you know, it, it, sometimes it's definitely, uh, you know, not positive. That's for sure. But that's, but, but sometimes most of the time for me, I would say 98% of the time, I'm not really that even, I really don't even care. I mean, it's just effect. It's just trying to get the kids to a place. Now I, and I try the, Hey, come on in here. Let's think about how we're doing this here. And let's think about this drill. And let's think about the way we're moving the puck here. And Mike, do you, Mike, you sound so sarcastic the way you're yeah. saying that right now. I mean, not every kid responds. <laughs> well, I am. And that's, and that's a, yeah. a horrible flaw in, in my, in my coaching personality, no doubt about it. It's the, the sarcasm is, is, is not good. Right. So it's like, you know, but I, and I try to use it as more like to lighten the mood and in, in, in the, you know, on the ice there with the right. kids, like, you know, I don't know if you guys ever seen this, uh, there's a YouTube guy that goes out and, and he's a, a, a pitching coach or, you know, youth, youth baseball coach. And he goes out and said, you know, he'll give the kid the pitcher he's taking the ball from, he'll give him the old, you know, well, well, it's a good thing. You just don't play baseball. Or <laughs> if your parents really told you you're a great athlete, they yeah. were wrong. It, like just, yeah. but, but the kids get it. Right. Ouch. It's like, it's, it's just, yeah. And it is, it's, it's candlesticks, my candlesstick. Right. It's and I think it's just like, like for me, the yelling. So there's, and there's a lot of different yelling. I, I think when you see coaching, there's yelling, like when you, like I'll, I'll literally be on the bench and I'll hear coaches yelling and I'll, I'll kind of give the old, I'll look down the other end. Like what's he yelling at? He's winning right. four, four, nothing right now. I mean, or, or screaming out of his mind and, you know, so, so to me, yelling and screaming like at an official, at a kid on the ice at about another player, that's different than yelling. Like, right. Even if you're going to yell directions and I get it, we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be joysticking the kids out there, you know, sh making them go where we want them to go. I get all that. But a lot of times we're out there. It's it's you, you want to help. You right. think you're helping and you want to help move, you know, move the fuck. But and I will say on the on the parent side, the pa the kids do not hear you. They <laughs> do not hear yeah. you. It's 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 Charlie Brown teacher mode, you know, and it's and it's just distracting and it and it really undermines. The coach is yelling. So let the coach yell. And if you're yelling, then there's too many yellers. And I think right. uh, it's just too distracting. But, you know, yeah, for my, yeah. for me, for me, the, the screaming and yelling and losing your mind piece yeah. is a little, is, is, is a little less, you know, uh, I think to your point, Chrissy, I think, I don't think it really isn't as effective tool as it, maybe it was, you know, even 15 years ago when I was, a, a, a new, when I got coached, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, this guy's lost his mind. Like I got to wake up. And, yeah. you know, the F-bombs would be going and, and the, uh, you know, the, you'd feel intimidated. But I think we like everything else that we hopefully do, we we become educated and find different ways to to reach the kids and to make an influence and find progression. And uh, and oftentimes, just by the nature of who our kids are right now, you know, a, a positive spin on the on the on the loud vocal direction is usually usually better well, yeah. look, let, let's dive into this a little bit <laughs> so first first things yeah. first mike if you right. ever get a racehorse you have to name it situational screamer that's <laughs> going to be the name of your racehorse yeah. all right it's yeah. going to be a triple crown winner one day yeah. um and uh you're sure the jockey will be on top but, look, look, well if you're a part of football this weekend right if you're a football fan this weekend all you heard was situational screaming that's true. right it's just like this is this is basic situational right you know sports like right. this is what you do when this happens this happens so when I'm my situational screaming is okay, I've got to get their attention. I'm going to let the whole rink well, know that I'm getting their that's attention. That's key, though. That's key. I'm, I'm situationally the, getting their attention because there's different types of yelling. All right, and, and I think that right. we have to kind of break it down a little bit. Yes, so let's break it down. Yeah, there's uh, 
types. Yeah, the type so, of yelling. I wasn't talking about a coach yelling during a game. I get that. That needs to be done. Screaming, you know, that if something, right. you know, didn't go right or the other coach was an idiot. I totally get that. But directing it toward one kid in particular, you know, always screaming at one kid. I think that's wrong. It's totally right. You know, and I was going to say this too. Look, and anybody born before 1985 has a, had a coach that did that because that's the way it was done for a long time. Is coaches would lay into kids and lay into players from the NHL all the way down. Um, you saw how, you know, Herb Brooks treated his players. And I'm a huge Herb Brooks fan. And that was correct for the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's another big part of this. These are a lot of these are inherited traits. We get it from our parents. We pass it down to our kids. Um, well, I and, yeah, and I don't know if it was correct as much as it was accepted, right? Yeah, just- that's that's a great point, Mike. That's a great point. Uh, here's the thing: it was responded to at that time too. Yeah. That, that that's that's a good point. Um, in my opinion, and and again, this is where I always I always have like two minds on this. Today's kids don't respond well to that. It's not it's not how the world works. But but there's a huge but here. That doesn't mean we're not going to be stern with players. It doesn't mean we're not going to point out fallacies and help them improve. Um, I, am, I, I always like to say this. I don't want to be soft. I don't want my kids to be soft and I don't want to be soft on my kids, but I, I also want to be conducive. So communication and trust are very important in the team environment. I need to know if a player is not motivated by screaming. All right. And coaches, if you were motivated by that, and this is the key from my point of view, Christy, is if you were motivated by yelling, you should not just assume that every kid is motivated the same way. All right. When I was in high school, I had a coach who was a massive screamer, massive yeller. Uh, and the thing I, I gave him credit for this because he was super intimidating, like prior to getting to the varsity team, like everyone was scared of this guy. But I remember when we got there and, and, and this was key. He said in the locker room, he's like, look, I scream a lot. I yell a lot, but I care about you guys. He goes, I'll always talk with you after the game. That's just how I coach. And whether he was right or wrong for doing that on the bench to me was irrelevant at that point. He, he was being very clear with us that like, I'm not going to you know, punish you if I'm screaming at you. That's just how I communicate. Uh, it was outdated. He's not the coach there anymore. All right. But effective communication is, my, is the key with any type of communication, whether it's yelling or not. So, Mike, you made a good point. It is so hard <laughs> at any level. doesn't matter if it's 8U all the way up to, to the NHL. It is so hard to not project things, right? It's hard. You're thinking them. Um, but – what I find is this, and this is the mistake a lot of youth coaches make in my, in my opinion. All right. And by youth, again, I mean, high school down, you're shouting everything that comes into your mind, everything. And the problem is, is that we can't, it's people, especially kids. They can't take 50 instructions, a game, put them in their brain and then apply them. All right. And again, uh, an 18 year old can do a few more than an eight year old. But you got to really pick and choose. Like I said, on our 8U team right now, Mike, it's like, what are the two or three? I kind of ask this question every game. What are the two or three things we want to focus on this game? It's completely developmental level, like completely developmental. The score really doesn't matter. There's no playoffs here. You know, and, 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 and it's an 8U thing. Okay, so it's skating the whole game. It's looking for a pass, and it's understanding defensive positioning. That's it today, all right? And, and I hear coaches on my team, other teams, Skate hard, go through the man, get behind the net. It's it's like, whoa, guys, <laughs> too much. And that is the joystick thing. But it all comes from a good place. And that's that's the other part of this, right, Mike and Christy? Like, I know they want to help, I, and, and I do too. And I, I catch myself doing this. I, I don't want anybody to think I'm invaluable in this too. I do it too. 
right? Especially my own kids on the edge, move faster, go to the net, do this, right? I have to bring it back and say, okay, calm down, coach the kids on the bench, not the kids on the ice. They're, they're playing, right? I, I say, I would say that to myself, like you got to coach the kids on the bench. That's real coaching, right? Um, but again, if you're screaming with the intent to intimidate, the intent to scare a kid, um, I don't think or that's humiliate. the right way to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, humiliating is a great word. Yeah, humiliate them. That's. I terrible. don't think that that's correct. I think there's a better way to handle it. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I do not understand the ego involved with anybody, eighteen down, to motivate them to humiliate them. I don't understand that. That, that, that's not a problem with the kid, in my, in, in, in my opinion. Agree. Agree. So when was the, the last time you yelled at somebody, Mike? Yeah, situational <laughs> screamer. Well, situational. You can't ask Mike that. He coaches every day. We to analyze you. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, so how many hours so, ago were you on the so ice, Mike? <laughs> I, I do yell. I do yell. And it's, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think my. I. I hope that my kids. I think they do because I communicate to them often that when I'm when I'm when I'm yelling, it, when I'm directing, when I'm uh, situationally screaming at them, that I'm that I'm that I'm, that I'm giving I, that it's more like listen, you gotta, you gotta help me here. You gotta wake up. Like, right, like we're, right. we're, we're, we are now doing this. It's not, I'm not, I try to be, stay away from, we've done this seven times. You guys still aren't getting it right. Like that's right. my problem then. I just didn't. Right. But, that's but, a great point, Mike. That's a great point. That's on the coach. I mean, you know, that's what you're, 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 you're teaching not to fail. You're teaching to, for success. Right. So you got to find a better way to teach, but when you're teaching 15 players and 16 players and 17 players, my frustration probably as an individual gets to the point where when you're coaching and you're committing all this time and you do put out all the information out there and you do review drills and, 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 and certain players still either a don't respond to that or in, or in a different world at that time of the day, or just not really interested in being out there. You know, I tend to, fall on the side of listen are you with me or not with me because i can yell at you or i could just have you all come off the ice and then i don't need to deal with you anymore so i'm trying to deal with you here in a situation where i'm gonna uh, uh, you know and i do i i'll bark at a young man and i'll feel shame and and you know and and i'll uh try to give him a little you know positive reinforcement right after that um and, and, you, and, you, and right, you know, a lot of ways you just got to know your kids. You got to know your players. Some kids like me and, and to Lee's point, like I was, I responded to barking. Like right. I responded to somebody saying, you literally are garbage today. Like you cannot play hockey today. I'm like, well, I'll tell you, I can play hockey today. I'm yeah. going to go run through somebody right now. Like I'm going to kill somebody. And, and, and I'd play like, but again, that was, that was you 15, yeah. 16, 17 years old. And that right. coach probably found something that said, oh, this guy's got a little chip on his shoulder and I'm going to bring that chip out. And so, and, and to Lee's point, like I, 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 I hate that term and I use it all the time is about being soft on my yeah. kids. Cause I want my yeah. kids to be soft. Like I want my kids to be embracing, uh, you know, and, and being emotionally, you know, stable and being like in our mind of being soft. And I think parents and kids, I real and, and this is you know with the term situational yelling. So <laughs> it, it, it came to be because I ha- almost have to fake it sometimes because I think the kids think you care when yeah. you lose and, your and mind. Why would they do the that though? Say, oh right. look at look at Mike. He's really getting them. He's really getting right. them going. And, and I'm like, 
Is that what I have to well, do? Break, break down the psychology. Break down the psychology behind that. Why would why would that happen? It's and it's because what do we do as parents? It's nothing to do with hockey. What do we do with parents when our kids are bad? Not some parents, yeah. and they're better than me. And I mean this. You know, I I get heated with my kids, and I'll raise my voice a lot at home. And and I and I'm trying to work on it. It's it's not something I'm super proud of. Again, I don't berate my kid. I don't call them idiots or anything like anything like that. All right, but I do raise my voice at home a lot. So I'm teaching my kid that there's that attitude has a reaction. All right. Now I don't want to do that though. Okay. Other thing too, with being soft, just, just and to they test of, you too, you know, to oh, see yes, how much do. they can get away with. <laughs> this is, it's a two way street for sure. Like um, they you know, know how far they could go before mom blows her. Yeah. They know like, you're not really mad. But that's, that's, that's my point guys. That's where this comes from. So there's a preconceived notion with coaching. And, and I want to clar- clarify when, when I say soft, what I mean by that is an inability to deal with adversity. To me, that is soft. Okay. So I don't want to put my kids in any situation coaching or my actual kids where I'm not helping them be better at dealing with adversity. So what I'm saying is if a kid gets upset because I sternly told them something, okay, as long as I did it the right way, if they're crying, I I might console them, but it's like, Hey, you got to get up. You got to get up. We're not going to sit here and cry too much. We're going to accept what's happening and move forward. All right. Now, 99% of the time, I'm not the reason they're crying. Okay. Something happened. Right, but it's like, and same thing like, like injuries at 8U, or it's, you don't have to use 8U with kids. When they fall down, if they're not seriously injured, I was taught, and this is how I do it is get up, get up and move forward. You're not say hurt. that. Are you hurt? Right. No. Yeah. Are you if injured? you're not hurt, no. get that, up. Yeah. If something's broken or there's blood, or something there. like that, totally different situation. But, you know, if you twisted your, yourself a little bit, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not rude to the kids, guys, but I said, okay, let me see it. Can you move it? Is it all right? All right. You know, hit my hand. Okay. Good. Let's go. Boom. That's it. I don't spend more time on it than that. All right. Again, I'm going to reiterate this. If a kid is seriously injured or I believe them to be injured, that is not how that conversation goes. We get I, I fell down skiing the other day and I laid down for like five, six minutes. I couldn't get up and I probably could have got up. I wasn't really hurt. I was more yeah. embarrassed, but I think, but I think it's, but I, you're right. It's like, okay, assess the situation. Are right. you laying, are you laying there? Like, like, you know, somebody just ran over you with a truck and nothing really happened. Right. Get up. Let's go brush let's go. it off. Yeah. You know, but again, yeah, and it is, but it is, but again, that's education, right? It's like, oh boy, this kid really got hurt. I better, I better let him, let him experience right. the fact that they think they're hurt. Their pain, well, it, not my pain. I'll give you a great hockey example. This will make you guys laugh. I was doing team building with, with my team a couple of weeks ago. My daughter was there. My daughter's five uh, and she had a complete meltdown next to me while I was talking to the eight-year-olds and all the parents are there. And uh, I just completely ignored her. But, but it was a silly reason she was breaking down, just to be fair. Okay. Like it was nothing. Right. I just ignored her. I kept talking and a few minutes went by and she kind of lost interest and moved away. But that's how I deal with it. I'm not going to acknowledge the silliness of that situation. Right. Now, if something was wrong with, with her, that it would have been a different, but that's a good analogy. And another um, story I want to tell you guys. So, and this just happened last weekend and that's why my voice is the way it is. So um, one of the reasons I raised my voice um, again, and I want to say this, it was a difference between yelling and raising your voice. I was at this arena. We had a completely horrendous second period. Um, and it, I, you know, for any of the parents on my team listening to the show, I, I've, I've, I think I've told everybody what happened here, but had a horrendous second period. Okay. And I'm sitting on the bench. Keep in mind, I'm the assistant coach. So I asked the head coach coaches, I asked, may I speak between periods and then just do it. All right. I think that's a, that's, that's the right way to do it. Um, and I, I really thought about what I was going to say. And I, 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 because of this show, I was like, you really need to think about how you're going to say this, what you're about to say. 
because you don't want to say it the wrong way. So I got everybody on the bench very quickly. I was very, very, you could tell with my face, I was very stern. Like I was not messing around. And I raised my voice because I had to talk over the music. And I looked all the kids in the eyes and, and I know I had their attention because they weren't doing the typical 8U thing where they're looking everywhere but me. Um, and, and I said, and Mike, this goes to your point of sometimes you have to raise your voice, right? And I said, we are playing scared. We, we are scared to make mistakes right now. You cannot play this game afraid to make mistakes. So I reiterated, I don't care about the score. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be mad at you for making mistakes, but I will be mad at you for being afraid to make a mistake. All right. You have to try. And then I, I preach teamwork again, because that's what I do with the team. You're not playing as a team. You're playing as individuals. And guys, again, I said it very sternly and probably very loudly. And I'm not saying this is because of me. We have a great team. We have a great coaching staff. They had the best third period in a while. They completely came back and won the third period. That was a situation where a voice needed to be raised and I needed to snap them out of the thinking that they had. To me, that is the correct time to do it. But again, chose the time. I didn't do this in the middle of the second period when we were getting crushed. I wanted to, but Mike, to your point, would they have heard me? Would they even have listened to me? Would it have processed? No, I needed to, like I said, with the kids, I needed to let them go through this process. Keep in mind that the score doesn't matter. The period ended. That was the right time to do it. And it had a positive effect. Going to reiterate again. It's not, I'm not saying I'm the only one who did this. It's not because of me. We had a good third period. All right. These, these kids are well-parented. They're well-coached. The, the scenario was right for them to receive that information in the way I was doing it. And they applied it at eight years old, because I'm always told that eight-year-olds can't deal with that stuff. That's BS. All right. So coaches, and I want your, your guys on this. If you're going to raise your voice, think, what am I about to say? If you're doing that impulsively a lot, by the way, you really need to think about it. You really need to think about it if you're impulsively screaming all the time. That's not good. Think about what are you going to say? What is the goal of your message? That's the other part of it, right? When you're impulsively screaming, there's no goal other than saying, okay, I know what I'm talking about. That's it. Or I want to win. I know what I'm talking about. Listen to me. That's not great at any level. You got to let the kids figure that out. What is the goal of what I'm saying? How am I going to say it? How will they respond to it? All right. And do I, there's another part of it, guys. Do I need to talk to some kids individually that might not respond to that? All right, Mike, you said this before. If and this has happened to me this year and at every level I've coached, if I talk to a kid or a pro and maybe I reassess it immediately after, it's like, you know what? That didn't go the way I wanted it to go or I was a little too hard in that conversation. Make a mental note and I always do this. I go to the kid after the game or when the time is right and say, listen, I might have been a little egregious there and I apologize. I know you don't like the way I talk like that. This is what I was trying to say. This is what I want you to do. I appreciate you're here and I want you to know that. That's not soft. That's actually strong, right? I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Let's work together, all right? I care about you and I want you to know that. I'm talking a lot again, but I'm, I, have, I have a lot of feelings on this stuff, right? Because if there's not that trust connection of I'm raising my voice or I care about you, any player will understand if you scream at them, if they know you care, you just got a little heated, they'll understand that. But if you're trying to develop fear in your kids, which make no mistake, it's probably not anybody listening to the show, but I've seen it. I've seen it today, right? Coaches trying to scare their kids into submission. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? You're not, you're not helping these kids for life. You're teaching them to be afraid to make a mistake. The whole game is about capitalizing on other people's mistakes. The whole game. So don't do that. <laughs> Encourage them to learn from their mistakes. 
create accountable teams. Now I'm yelling at you, audience. Okay, I'm going to stop now because this is my point. Yeah, getting, I mean, so I'm so glad you said that. Not to make the kids feel like making a mistake is a horrible thing. Because yeah. go back to their basic skills. You tell yeah. them to fall right. because falling means that you're learning. Yeah, Get back up and keep skating. You want them to fall. You want them to make mistakes. And throughout their hockey career, it's okay to get creative, to, right. to try something, go out, think outside the box, you know, and, and it's some, sometimes by letting them have that freedom of not being afraid to make a mistake, all of a sudden you're developing some really creative, great right. hockey players. Great point. And if your kid is dealing with a coach, and this is, you know, we had one year, we had a coach who, he just couldn't control his temper and it went beyond losing your temper in the heat of the moment during a game he was just a constant yeller and you could see the kids shutting down and not really responding so what I said to my son was you know he is a good coach he knows his stuff he's not really good at communicating that he's he's a yeller but what you can do is change your attitude uh change your attitude. You can be more positive. You can be a better team player. You can be a faster skater. Change what you can control. You can't control him, but you can control you, especially your attitude. And it did seem to help him. He kind of got that. Yeah. You know, another thing, Christy, you're bringing up another great point. You're making me think about this. This is where captains come in. And this is where coaches, you have to enable your captains to be able to tell you stuff that the team is afraid to say to you, oh, right? Yeah, um, and and this, the older you get, the more important this gets. I remember, look, when I was coaching college, I'll make myself completely vulnerable here. Um, I was all about team building. And I, I really feel like I knew my stuff, but I was so young that I wanted people to know that I knew my stuff. There was an ego there, uh, a big one, right? I was 23. I was a head coach of a college team. I wanted people to know I know this game, right? And that's, that's a typical uh, mistake that young 20-year-olds make. All right. And I remember uh, the captain of the team, I really enabled our captains. I, I used to tell them I understood the concept, but I wasn't always great at applying them. But I told him, I need you to tell me, I need you to be the pulse on the team. And I remember he came up to me one time and this hurt, but I'm glad he did it. He said, you know, you only ever tell us when we're doing stuff wrong. And the uh -huh. team said that it's bothering us. You, you never tell us when we're doing stuff good. And you know, I remember thinking, because I was yelling at them on the bench, like, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And I remember thinking, that's not true. I, I, I tell you guys all the good things you do. You know what was happening, guys? I was saying it in my head and I wasn't saying it out loud. I was noticing it, but I was not saying it. And, and I give that captain a ton of credit. It, 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 the guts to come up to me, and we're almost the same age. Like I'm, all, I'm 23, 24 years old. He's probably 21, 22 to say, Lee, you only tell us when we're doing bad. The guys think you don't notice any of the good stuff. I, I have so much respect for that entire situation that he had the, the guts to do that. I'm, I'm very thankful I enabled him to do that earlier in the season. And it changed how I coach. Right. right. And, and again, even at the pro level, uh, I was an assistant coach. I had a captain come to me. I had head coaches talking for 45 minutes before the game on the chalkboard. You know, we can't follow that, you know, and I had to go to the head coach and tell him, but that's how it's supposed to work. Right. Was the head coach happy? No. Did he listen? Yes. All right. I got a whole thing about how when he was growing up, this is how it was done. It's the, that's not that's yeah. not good coaching. You got it. You got to find what works for your team in the here and the now. But coaches, enable your captain. Hopefully, you have a captain that will be able to do this. And again, make sure that the captain's being rational. That the team did say that. And you know, I'd, I'd rather a captain come up to a coach and say, "Listen, uh, we don't like the way you're doing this." And if the coach doesn't want to change that, that's okay. But at least have a talk with your team of this is why 
I'm doing this. All right. And I am the coach and I do make this decision. All right. Coaches lose locker rooms all the time, guys. They lose locker rooms all the time because they're not effectively communicating and the trust is not there. But back to yelling. No, my, my point is this. You got to be in a position where, and Mike, I'd like your thoughts on this. One is your ego is not coming through. If you're, if you, I, I always analyze with myself and coaches that I coach, are you saying X, Y, and Z to tell people that, you know, and you, by the way, you see this all the time when kids come on the bench to help you coach all the time, right? The kid in the helmet, go here, go there, do this, <laughs> do that. All right. And I pull that kid aside because they want to be there. I said, listen, you're just telling the kids what you would do and what you know. That's not coaching. As Mike said, that's joysticking. That's a, that was a great uh, comment, by the way. Right? I said, I tell the kid, I don't care how old they are. Tell the kids on the bench if you know what to do, what you would do, but coach them. Don't just scream on the ice what you would do. That's, that's, I'm not blaming a kid for this, but if that's an ego coming through of I know a lot about the game, right? That's not coaching. That's, that's being a fan. coaching is okay i know about the situation and asking this question how can i convey the information that i know to make this kid better at hockey that's coaching and part of coaching is okay these kids need me to be better i need to be better that's coaching by the way every usa hockey development course says this somewhere deep within all of the stuff that they do but let's turn to an actual USA hockey coach, level five with a beard, Mike Benelli, the, the, the situational screamer. Mike, hey, situational <laughs> screamer, level five. We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I just, like I said, I, I, I'm guilty of all of this stuff. I mean, there's, there, there's, so it all, it, you know, when you coach long enough and you've, and you've been involved with enough different groups of type of kids, right? You just have to sometimes, Sometimes it's just, and sometimes you get used to being with a group of kids and you feel like that, that screaming, that yelling, that projecting um, is maybe viewed differently. Cause you're like, Oh, he's just, he's just yelling down the bench or he's, you know, he's trying to get our attention or, but you know, that's one of the hard, that, listen, that's the hardest part about it, It's one of the reasons I hate uh, the youth hockey system. I, I, I hate the fact that you have kids for five or six months and then you don't have a new, then you have right, a new group right. of kids for five or six months and then a new group of kids, yeah, because yeah. by the time you really get to know a human being and a parent and, and they get to know you it's over. And it, and it just, it, it, that's why like the high school and college and prep school, that's why these <laughs> programs are so successful because you can, you can, you can either, you can evolve within that time frame, or really you get to educate yourself and they get to educate themselves right. about Mentoring. you. And, and, and it just builds, it's a whole different way of looking at it. So I think a lot of the way, like for me, this, a lot of the screaming and the yelling is, is all based off of just saying, oh, you know, boys, let's go, let's wake up here. Like we, we've got to, this is, this is something you, know, you should know by now, or we've been working on this and I need you to, you know, really be attuned to where I'm at. And, and, and it, listen, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think there, it's very hard to sit there and be, in a room and be calm about like a, a, something you want to project. And, and listen, right. teachers do it every day, right? Your math teacher doesn't lose their mind because you're not, you're not getting, you know, they don't start screaming at you down the, down the aisle. Like you, I'll, you know, Finelli down the corner. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Like, how right. do you not know how to hold a pencil by this by right. point? Or you it's don't know point. how to turn your computer on. What are you a moron? Like, like, how do you not, how do you not know this by now? And that's what I feel. That's what you end up doing is uh, when you're coaching lacrosse, baseball, soccer. It just 
you know, sometimes you, you it, it and it's it's wrong. It's it's a, it's an evolutionary piece of coming into coaching where you think, i.e., this is maybe the way you were coached, that to get somebody's attention and to keep players from being soft and from from motivating right. comes from from your your you know your ability to project and and again sometimes like i said earlier sometimes that's manufactured and most most times like i i, I don't remember the last time i've lost my mind like uncontrollably like that i wasn't in control of the messaging and 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 again and, and it's so funny because i'm so aware of not doing it to parents and to officials like you'll never see me lose. I, 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 I mean, to a point where I can't yell at an official. I'm like, well, I can't even get myself to even be this concerned about this play. <laughs> like, like right. where the parents are all going crazy up in the stands, and you almost look like, in my experience, it almost looks like you don't care if you're not yelling. Right. And that's not the case. And I think it's and it's a, it's a, it's a it's 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 that it's that being you know, being an ability to juggle that and say, listen, I'm not, I'm not, not yelling. Cause I don't care. I'm not yelling because I'm just trying to keep the situation in control. Yeah. Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll follow this up on that to, to kind of round this episode out is that first things first, look, every coach listening to this, every parent listening to this, you got to do it your way, right? There's no right or wrong way to do it. I think we all communally agree that the, it is wrong to humiliate a kid. It is wrong to demean a kid. I think we all agree on that. And, you know, this is the question I often ask myself and, and Mike, yeah, she just made me think this is it's a fair question. Are you yelling because you care? Right. Because that's, that's actually correct. Right. If the answer to that question is yes, all right, you're, you're on the right path, right? You care, right. It, that's important. All right. And then you got to ask yourself right after that. Okay. Is yelling the most conducive way to get my message across? Every coach has to answer that for themselves because every single team and every single kid is different. All right. And, and like I said, there are still kids out there that are motivated by, by aggressive behavior. All right. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's all. And, and like you said, um, to referees and parents, there is, should be really zero tolerance. You should not be yelling at refs. I don't care how bad the call is. All right. Uh, they're volunteering their time. In most cases are getting paid very little. We know there's an epidemic with referees leaving. Um, they, they should not take the brunt of that. Yeah. If they make a bad call, you can talk with them about it, but never yelling. And then, you know, Mike, the last point I want to make, you talked about, well, yelling shows that I care. Um, personally, I'm not worried about anybody's thoughts on whether or not they deem that as, oh, that coach cares. He yells a lot. Um, I have to coach the way that I coach um, and I'm going to coach the way I feel is the best way for my kids, the, the people that I care about. Um, and if a parent doesn't like that, they can always talk to me, but I always equate yelling in that manner, like, like to fandom is the guy that's yelling at his TV when the bills lose because of a coin toss and they didn't lose because of that. And then throws his chair through his TV and starts screaming at the TV. Is that the biggest bills fan in the world? Because he does that. He, he cares because he's willing to break his TV and scream. That's not what makes him a big bills fan. In fact, it's ridiculous to me. Uh, the biggest fan is the person who dedicates them their, their time. They read, they learn, they get involved. And you know what happens? You're not a fan after a while you're in, in the game at that point. Biggest fan of the Bills is probably the players on the Bills. <laughs> so anyway, uh, any well, final that's thoughts? The old, that's the old, yeah. like, I can't believe we lost last night. Who lost? We. 
Who? Yeah, we we lost. We lost. We lost because of a they coin lost. toss. No, I mean it, it's part, you had nothing it, to do with it. Yeah, you, you, you it, know, it I, I, But right. I, and I think you're yelling yeah. that you know. And just to clarify on my side too, I, I think it's like I'm not screaming because I want the I want the parents to think I care. Right. I'm thinking right. that's the perception sometimes when you look up and down the bench, and the kids are like they they they, they are just conditioned to think you don't care. Like, oh, he doesn't even care. He's never yelling at us. He never gets off. Well, you you got to talk with the team, over. though. This is where well, no, no. communication well, is everything, that, I, right? Yeah, you got to say, like, that, I'm not yelling. It's just, I think it's, it's just, what I do. I think it's just weird right. how kids equate. Like, like my, I, I, listen, I no doubt in my mind have kids that would love for me to line them up in the goal line and sprint the crap out of them for 15 minutes because they lost the game. Like, oh, we lost yesterday. You think coach is going to skate us tomorrow? Right. Like, no, why would I waste all my time skating you tomorrow? Right. But that's I mean, how you why coach. would I waste my time? Yeah, that, that, that's how you coach. And like I said, I don't disagree with you, but this is like, you, you, you all have to find your own way. And it's like I said, right. my first, first practice I ever ran, 60 minutes, no pucks, but I gave them a reason. I wanted them to understand this is what it's like to skate for 60 minutes. You have to have an understanding of that if you're going to play the game. And then the, the team asked me for that practice later on in the season. So yeah. look, every team is different. Every team is the same, but yeah, I'm going to close on that. Mike is just that coaches, you have to, you have to figure this out, but you know, warning, word of warning, check your ego, understand why you're doing it. Ask yourself, do I really care? Is that why I'm doing it? Hopefully the answer is yes. All right. And then, and then look into your own life. Is this how I was motivated as a kid? All right. And if it's working, by the way, if it's working, you feel like it's working, all right, just analyze it. <laughs> Make sure it's working for the right reasons, right? You don't want, you don't want your players to be terrified of you. And, and that time has come and gone. I'm going to say this too, Mike the, the, and Christy. There was a time that that coaching was accepted and, and potentially effective. Bobby Knight's of the world. I think Herb Brooks would actually fit into that with 1980, right? There, there was a time, all right? But I, I just, I don't feel by and large that time is here anymore. And I think that mental fitness and mental strength is now more important than being afraid to make mistakes. I think you'll have a stronger team by doing what I just said than, than yelling at them. That's my opinion, though. Okay, again, we always say this on the show. These are just opinions. Like, we're, you know, we're experts in some things, but you all got to do it their own way. Okay, any closing thoughts before we end this episode? I'm going to go to Christy Casciano Burns first. Yeah. It looks like she wants to say something. I thought this was a great discussion. And it really, hopefully it gives coaches a lot to think about and parents too. Right. Um, and goal. remember, you know, we're not yeah. saying yelling is a horrible thing. It's part of our lives. I mean, we all do it. But yelling to motivate is different than yelling to um, humiliate. That's a great, that's another great quote. We're going we're gonna to put that on a horse, too. No, Christy, that's a great point. And Mike, Mike, I think you made some good points. Mike, I want to say this to you, Mike. I, I, I admire you because you're um, – sorry, something's in my eye for those of you watching. Uh, oh, no. Mike, I, I, I admire you, Mike, because you're always willing to make yourself vulnerable here and say, yeah, I do that and it's probably wrong. You know, like that, that takes a lot of guts to do it. You, 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 I appreciate that you're willing to do that because I think other coaches need to see you do that. I mean, not, not you, Mike Benelli. You I won't do person, it. This, I will try not to do it this know. weekend, but I, I, you know, but it's just because it is, it's just, but I, again, I try to be where I catch myself. I'm like, okay, this, right. this, like, you know, back in the day when you're throwing a clipboard across the locker room and knocking right. over a stick rack and, you, you know, you know, slamming the door and peeling the paint off the walls right. because your right. team just uh, gave up a goal in the second period. Ah, I don't know. It all, it, 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 I think it all depends on where you are and who you're with and what you're yeah. doing. And, and then really what you're you know, what you think you're going to get out of your team. Yeah, I do room. believe that sometimes a good lashing does work. Probably not with a six year old, 
but I, it probably, but, it, but, it, but, you right. know, and to me, and the only advice I can give the parents is if you really want to yell, get your lips right between that glass. Like you got to get it between the glass. <laughs> just you open the yell. door during the game. Yeah. Just, just start just, screaming. Just, <laughs> might as well go all out and do yeah. it because the, you yelling and the, the, the quarter inch glass is in the way. It's not effective. Mike, how about right this? in there. Mike, how about this? Right in there. You're yelling a lot as a parent during a game. And I mean this parents, I'm sorry. If you're yelling a lot, a lot coach, go become right. a coach. Right. Oh, the other oh, team. coach from there. Yeah, the I, other, I, mean, I mean that team. sincerely. <laughs> I sincerely mean that. If you are that passionate about it, volunteer to coach. We need you. Okay, and I'm just going to close on this note. And I've said this before. It's a quote I use a lot when I coach coaches. Good coaches know everything. Great coaches know they know nothing. You have to constantly be evolving. If you're a screamer and you listen to this today and you're going to analyze yourself, that's really great. That's awesome. As coaches, we constantly have to reevaluate ourselves. We constantly have to reevaluate our approach. That's coaching. There is no one right way that is true forever. It does not work that way. We are evolving all the time. Coaching has evolved tremendously over the last 15 years. So this episode was about yelling. I think it was a really great discussion. All right. And that's, that's why we have this show, to create these discussions. And hopefully you can have these discussions with you and yours and your community. Uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, make sure that if you're listening to this, you subscribe, uh, write reviews, uh, let people know about the show. It is growing tremendously, and we appreciate all the loyal listeners that we have. Um, but that's going to do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey for Christy Casciano burns and Mike Benelli. I'm Lee Elias. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.